Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to go over a handful of game news and what we wasted all of our money on in the Steam sale. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check it out at MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, Alan K, Dave Steele, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. Uh, you know, these are general, like anything off the beaten path of typical video gaming that we do. Uh, we've been doing music lately as well as like not as much food and stuff but whatever else we feel like talking about. We might talk about Obi-Wan on this one. Yeah, we could talk about Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good plan. Let's do that. Uh, As always, we do We planned them ahead very well, as you can see. (laughs) We we did say we were going to talk about that. that. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. We'd never confirmed exactly when we were going to talk about it, just that we would have a side quest of it. (laughs) True, yeah. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcast. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on the Twitch if you want. Um, you know, just because maybe we'll stream some more. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. Uh, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys just put out a full episode about David Cronenberg's Videodrome and their summer school series leading up to Cronenberg's new film. Uh, they also have a tiny tear out about the Halloween Horror Nights, which is a horror celebration that uh, I think is down in Universal every year, or also in California, too, I think. Um, and they just announced the latest houses that they're going to make, or the, like, the things that they're going to do at Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights. California. Yes, California. Uh, uh, the Recall one. So please check out that tiny terror. They're also talking about David Cronenberg's The Dead Zone as the next in their series before they get to, I believe, Crimes of the Century is the name of the new Cronenberg movie. I'm going to confirm that right now. Get your ass to the dead zone. Crimes of the Future, actually. Sorry. That's what it is. Crimes of the Future is the new David Cronenberg film. Um, also. It's not a tumor. <laughs> Westworld FM is back. Nick and I talked about the premiere of season four last week. It's out there on the feed. and cheering button. Please check it out. Yeah. I don't know where that is. Let's see if I can guess. Uh, How about this one? (laughs) Nope. That's Brian sneezing. Uh, (laughs) There we go. It's pretty much the same, right? Hopefully it shows up on your end. We don't hear it over here. That's fine. It'll be funny to the people who listen until I forget to put it in again (laughs) like I did last time. So, um. Yes, so Westworld is back. We talked about the premiere last week. We are going to be going week by week, so please check that out. I should probably try and convince you guys to do like a like an instant reactions because I don't know that Nick and I are going to be out until like Tuesday, Wednesday for the most part. Um, but Westworld also starts at 9 o'clock at night, so I don't know how instant the reactions can really be for you guys because you both work early. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, I mean, we can live tweet it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe, we, I don't know, this is all. We could do like an instant reactions that comes out um, um, on like uh, the Patreon only or something. Or I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Talk about that some other time. Um, but yeah, Westworld is back. We're going to be doing that. And on that note, uh, Game Nerds is going to take a bit of a hiatus. So yes. 
we're gonna we're gonna let we just flipped over to the new month patrons have already paid for this month so we're gonna continue doing game nerds through july uh so they have this episode it's gonna be another side quest next week there's gonna be another full episode the week after that and then another side quest and then uh we're gonna take august off and i think our hope is to reconfigure recalculate do something new with the show refresh a little bit could be a branding change could not be a brand i don't know we're gonna figure it out and so if you're uh, listening to this and you have any input as to like what you would like to hear more of or less of for that matter mm-hmm. please do let us know by emailing us at midwestgamers at gmail.com or if you are a patron we really want your opinions too yes you guys pay for this stuff so we want to know what you like what you don't like ideas of things you'd rather hear whatever you know are the side quests fun for you i know they're fun for some people i I, (laughs) one of the i remember who was somebody in in the in our in our private discord was like hey guys thanks for showing me idola i really appreciate that and was like super pumped on that that was uh dr deadache yeah right yeah so um yeah i mean if if it's working for you cool let us know if it's Mm -hmm. not let us know what we should change if you if anything um yeah, I mean, we just want to make this interesting for everybody listening, but also like keep it interesting for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's all. We just I think pretty um, plain and simple. It could be a kind of thing where you know the the uh, the main episode changes, but we keep the side quests if people like the side quests or anything like that. So if you have any feedback yeah. at all, please tell us. And or if you just uh, straight up hate the podcast, just tell us you hate it. That you know? too. Yeah. If you're still listening somehow and you hate the show. I want to know who you are because you're a psychopath. It's like me listening to Triple Click. That's I true. hate Jason Schreier so much, but I can't not listen to his show. I don't think we're big enough to have anybody like that, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I, we I, Brian and I probably made some enemies over the past week. So there was mm-hmm. there was there was one guy on the film nerds. His name was uh, Victor Santiago. I don't know if you remember him writing in and things, but I remember hearing the name. Yeah. Yes, he. Uh, I think by the time film nerds is done, he kind of like maybe hate listened to us still, but he acted like he didn't. I don't know. It was very weird. Anyway, I, I invoked his name, so I'm sure he's gonna show up on my doorstep tomorrow or something. But anyway. it doesn't sound like a real name. It sounds like someone's Westworld name. <laughs> My name is Hi, Victor, I'm Santiago. Victor Santiago. I'm here <laughs> to shoot you with this gun that I got, and I'm wearing a fancy cowboy hat. My name is Victor Santiago. You killed my podcast. Prepare to die. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, game nerds, take a little the, hiatus. Maybe the refresh is just us talking in weird accents the entire time. Well, I know? think that's kind of what game nerds has always been, isn't it? <laughs> and Brian only speaks in binary code. I don't know. It's just and sparingly. <laughs> We're gonna yes. no, we're gonna flip the script. Brian is gonna talk all of the time, and then John and I are gonna be like, "I played Destiny." <laughs> you guys have to raise your hand, and I'll call upon you. <laughs> we're gonna have to Perfect. switch over to Zoom, so if we this can, is, actually, it's like, he can, he can mute D. us when he wants. Like, actually, yep. look for the new uh, feed. It's already up in iTunes. It's Doctor D's lecture time, and uh, it's gonna be just brian uh talking and, and john and i raising our hands and brian not calling on them so that he doesn't have to hear us talk mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway enough anyway enough uh what do you call it housekeeping Banter. i believe is housekeeping the word. yeah inside baseball housekeeping yes i uh i bought a second copy of sea of thieves yeah so i could play it on the steam deck 
mm-hmm. and it works really good, man. It's kind of dumb that how like I it's dumb that I had to buy another copy when I already yeah. own it on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some stupid workaround using the cloud or something like that, but it was on sale at the Steam sale, so I figured why the hell not, um, and I bought that. And then, uh, yeah, it looks great. It runs like. I mean, I think I was getting a solid 60 frames a second. It's not a terribly graphically intensive game to begin with, I don't think. Like, it doesn't have a lot of, like, high-res textures or anything. It's just very clean looking. Yeah. And it, it maintains that cleanliness on the Steam Deck. It's very, assume, very good looking. I assume, like, the one of the things that was crazy about that game was always, like, the draw distance and the seas and things like that. Like, how far out yeah. everything looked. So, I wonder if it's a little bit reduced or something on the Steam Deck. But maybe that's still... I, yeah, easy I don't for the Steam Deck to do. Paying as much attention to that, I just, I really just wanted to like feel how it played on the deck using the on deck controls and everything, which it works fine. I mean, it it maps to the Xbox controllers, so it's like super intuitive. Um, and I, yeah, it just it just like works, it works perfectly. Um, I don't know if you can like start that game over, but I feel like I need to actually like start over because I yeah. don't know what I've done. Or anything like that. You can. You can just. Start I think over. you can just make a new character. Because I don't really like my pirate that looks like Tom. Like I feel like I need to. <laughs> it it's too lifelike. I mean, Tom already looks like a pirate in real life. Yeah. So now it's like now it's I'm literally like controlling the Tom avatar. Anyways, <laughs> people who know Tom, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it it looks great. It and it plays beautifully on the Steam Deck and it's just again impressive to see games of that caliber playing on a handheld. I think I'm just always going to come back to that that like to see that sort of game fleshed out in a handheld format and working flawlessly is incredible. Um not to say that I don't think something like the Switch could handle it, but you know and and I picked up my Switch this weekend too uh just to like go through the eShop and see if there was anything else. It's so tiny and dainty feeling and like I feel like I'm going to break it. <laughs> and uh I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing cuz the Steam Deck is like a hardy motherfucker. Like that yeah. thing is, it is it is a it is a thick boy, double C thick boy. Um but it's yeah, I I also have like zero interest in ever touching my Switch ever again. Yep. I don't know why I have it. I don't need it. I don't want it. It doesn't play PC games. <laughs> it it makes me sad, but I was going to say, I feel like I have no desire to pick up the Switch anymore, which, you know, I don't know. I got this close to downloading Metroid Dread to try on the Yuzu uh, emulator, which is the Switch emulator that's on the deck, and I haven't done it yet. But, uh, of course, it would be legal for me to do so because I own the game and I can make a backup copy of my games. TM, trademark, registered. Thanks. Anyway, um... But yeah, I, <laughs> I there's part of me that's just kind of like maybe I should just uh, buy a Nintendo game on the Switch and then download a copy of it to play on my Steam Deck and then I can just kind of you know play play Switch games that way. But I I know I think the compatibility on that on that emulator is not a hundred percent. But I know Metroid's supposed to run particularly well on it, so. I'm just I'm a little surprised that the Steam Deck hasn't like there hasn't been a bigger push from Valve to like normalize or like localize all of that sort of stuff and just make it all run better. You know, I mean, obviously, like they don't want to promote game piracy or anything like that, but like at least like 
I, I mean, people on GitHub have made workarounds for the Epic Store and whatnot, and it's just like, why, like, it, it hurts Epic to not be on the Steam Deck, I would think. Yes, yeah. Doesn't it? Because, like, Maybe. I, I know, personally, that if I had the Epic Store on my Steam Deck, I would probably buy games on there, too, because there are games I can't buy to play on the Steam Deck anywhere yeah. but Epic. Same thing with like the Ubisoft. I can't play Division Two. Mm-hmm. I I want to play that game all the time. I, it's the game I would probably play every day if I could play it on the Steam Deck, but I can't. I would think so. that they're probably having those discussions, but I don't know. With someone like Epic, where they're like in direct competition with a store, I think yeah. there's enough bad blood between them where Epic would be like, you know, our games are Is exclusive there bad to blood our platform. Because, like, Tiny Tina's is made by... Who's that? Gearbox? Gearbox. Mm-hmm. And Gearbox is owned by Epic? No. Or like Gearbox no. is owned by the Embracer Group. So it's a different... That's a third. Okay. That's a third well, party. Well, they just brought Tiny Tina's over to the to the deck. Yeah, so and I, I think a lot of the stuff that is exclusive to Epic eventually makes it over. Like, uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake was an Epic exclusive yeah, for, like, it, it took several months. It took a year months, or whatever, a year, but... Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I feel like it would benefit them to be to or maybe they're working on their own fucking hardware too. You That's know what the I mean? other like, thing that I was gonna say is that And then knows? I have to buy the fucking epic deck, you know yeah. what I mean? And then I'm gonna be mad, you know. You got, that I have I have like six handhelds and like you I got only, your epic deck in your backpack, you got your Steam deck, you got your tech decks because you're about to go over to Webby's house Webby's and do house some tech to, yeah, deck and do yeah. some do some Ollies. Yep. Some and ollies and some nollies and some, some kickflips. Ollies and nollies and ollie ollie world too, and you know, like yeah. So there's so many decks that you gotta, you gotta have your Yu-Gi-Oh deck and your Magic deck too. Yeah, it's like you need like a a a bag of decks, a big bag of decks. Yeah, yeah, and then you have a small bag of tech decks, <laughs> or maybe it's a it's a big bag of tech decks too, but it's a separate bag in the oh, bigger yeah. bag of decks. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, I Anyways. wish I could relate to your problems, but my my real issue about not being able to play things on my Steam Deck is because I don't have one. <laughs> well, they did just announce that they are they hit third production uh third quarter orders early because mm-hmm. they have basically doubled production. So if you did want to get one, it's now not that far away for you to be able to receive one. I think I don't I think orders are still like if you order now, you're still third quarter. I also I keep getting fed articles about Steam Deck too. So if you just want to buy mine off of me, I'm ready to sell it to get the new one because it's coming out soon. Apparently, I don't know. I just made that up. I am actually getting articles about that fed to me. Oh, of course, because people are writing it, and yeah, usually from like Gamerant, that bullshit blog where those guys come up with clickbait, stupid titles, and they literally say they say the same six lines over and over in different ways. Orders right now are after Q3 if you order if you reserve a Steam Deck. I don't Just doubt that they're going to do at least a yearly refresh. I almost wonder if it'll be more like a um like a Tesla model where they kind of like upgrade things under the hood without strictly being like, you know, here's uh here's the new model, this is the 2021 model of the Steam Deck. I think it, it it'd be interesting to see if they do because I know there's already, like, there were people arguing about, like, the type of fan that they received in theirs, because there's apparently a loud fan and a quiet fan, and, like, things like that. So I don't know. Like, you would think they probably would have more transparency about that kind of stuff, but who knows what they're going to do. So it could also be, 
I mean, they're also like the updates that they're doing have been kind of unlocking bits of power here and there. So maybe those those, you know, those software updates that they are doing are benefiting people much like the Tesla ones or, you know, I think mm-hmm. Ford's adopting that same model too, moving forward with their cars. But this isn't a car podcast. So <laughs> could be, you know, that so it is true, though. <laughs> Forza and Forza only moving forward. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I also bought uh, the Val- Valkyria, Valkyrie, Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria games. Chronicles, yeah. There's Valky- Valkyria Chronicles and Valkyria Chronicles Four are the two that were released on PC. Uh, two and three, in between those, were released specifically and only on the PSP, if I'm not mistaken, from what I was reading. And that is a very interesting tactical game um, because not only is it like uh, turn-based strategy where you're moving in a grid pattern and stuff but when you actually attack you have to aim the gun and fire it mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know oh 67 percent chance to hit or whatever like your chance to hit is you blowing the fucking shot so mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. like so yeah i played uh, a bit of the first one it seems like a really crazy in-depth story and i only played it for a few minutes because i downloaded it at like literally right before falling asleep on the couch waiting for it to like load Mm -hmm. and so like i as it finally finished downloading i played it for like 20 minutes just to see what how it looked and played and everything and it it looks it looks awesome like i want to i want to play more of it so we'll see how that goes um (laughs) i can't remember what else i bought though i feel like i bought a few things i know i have some stuff in my cart too um there's a new RPG that came out that I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, that's like Dark Souls, Diablo, like uh, Baldur's Gate style. But like it has like a more punishing combat system, more like Dark Souls. Uh, let me look it up. I shouldn't have even said anything until I actually pulled <laughs> it up. But that was dumb. Um, yeah, very descriptive. It's like yeah, RPGs. Uh, it's called Alaloth Champions of the Four Kingdoms. I've never heard of that game. <laughs> and Fextra Life just did a review, like first impressions review of it a few days ago. And mm-hmm. that's where I saw it. And I was like, this looks really cool. And it, I believe it's like it's like mostly playable on Steam Deck. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're comparing it to like Dark Souls and you can like parry and dodge attacks and stuff like Dark Souls, but it looks like Baldur's Gate. And and like those and Diablo, like I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I could get into that. Um, and then yeah, um, I don't know. I suppose I could look up all the other things that I purchased recent recently on Steam. Yeah, I was um, trying to figure that out because uh, there's there's a thing on the Steam Deck where it literally just shows you the games that your friends are buying, and I can't find that on normal Steam, which is weird. Hmm. But. Brian, have you been playing anything, doing anything, buying anything? Uh, I haven't bought anything yet, but I'm definitely going to look. Um, this is the sales over, I think, the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I really tried anything new. I've been playing pretty much just Valheim, which, like, I'm getting into it further than I did when it first was released in early access. I've been playing oh, on the regular with uh, Jim and Ricky. That's one that's in my cart because I can play it on the Steam Deck. Well, you should get it because it's awesome. I should. It's only like 13 bucks. 
just to remind people, Valheim is the kind of like Viking-ish survival game that was Correct. Uh, released uh, last year. Yeah, last February. Not this past February, 2021 February. Yeah, um, and it it's it's one of those rare examples where in early access it just works really well. Even like day one, it worked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like a finished product, but it's not done yet, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, it's been pretty fun. Um, built some cool stuff. Went on some crazy long sea voyages. Gotten a ridiculous uh, skirmish with a bunch of shit that was way more powerful than us yesterday. But we survived, and we got the resources we needed, and we got back to our base. Nice. Um, I feel like I played something else very briefly, but um, I did play a little bit more Vampire Survivors, but I have not... Uh, Progressed? Not really progressed past 15 minutes, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah. I did, uh, I, I think I've finished the first three. Um, the fourth one has given me some trouble. I got to like 27 minutes in the fourth bubble and crapped out. But I do think that's like the last normal level, but then there's a bunch of other like special ones that are included too. Oh, nice. So, like, some of them are meant to like get you gold to, um, to help you unlock more of the things that you can purchase in the game. And, uh, there's also like other, there's other stuff that's like, I think there's one that's like a weird ritual like thing that you can progress through to like unlock other stuff. But I don't really know. I haven't really figured any of that out yet. Um, it's going deeper than my brain will allow me to do (laughs) at this current stage. But, um, it continues to scratch that itch of like, you know, it's like the weird thing is that like, I love it so much that you'd think I would love a Muso game where you can just like hit X and kill four dudes with your normal attack, <laughs> but it's not the same. It's just not the same for some reason. So vampire, uh, yeah, vampire survivors is still very good. It's so, it's so stupid. It is very stupid. It's so it's stupid, but I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, the only other thing I tried to play was Skyrim because, I don't know, I just felt like wandering around Skyrim, but that stupid anniversary edition, like, I didn't need more updates to my fucking Skyrim. <laughs> it broke all my mods, as far as I can tell. I can't get, like, the game to load. It might be okay, but I can't get the game to load at the right resolution now. No matter That's what. Weird. Yeah. So, like, I had it really tiny in a window, and then I thought I fixed it, and now it's just zoomed in, like, to, I don't know, it's trying to run, like, four times the size of my monitor, so I'm only seeing a quarter <laughs> of the game screen, so I can't even, like, access the menus and shit. I'm very frustrated, and I'm just really sick of them doing that. That's kind of like the reason I don't hop back into Skyrim, is because there's not really... Like, I guess I could just go and buy it on, like, PS5 for the 30th time, and then play that version, because there's not, like, a bunch of mods and other shit that I've tried to use or install, but, like, I don't know. 
It's weird. Every time they update it, they just don't make it look nearly as good as the mods do. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's frustrating. So I want to install the graphical mods and, and also the user mod, like the mods that make the journal like actually usable and shit is there. It's hard to play without those now once you've seen what they do. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm probably just going to uninstall that and just never play Skyrim again. <laughs> cool. That's it. I, I, I'll i say after Star all the, after all the Starfield stuff came out and everything, honestly, I think the only thing that I really want out of Bethesda is just like an actual remake of Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> just give me Fallout 3 with prettier graphics and, you know, quality yeah, of life upgrades. I, th- but I you, think I would be okay with that. Same. I know Nick would say New Vegas. Most people would say New Vegas, but I, I just want Fallout 3 because that's I mean, what I want to, you know. Go ahead, Brian. They should just do both in the same package. Sure. Like, yeah, Fallout, that's a good idea. Greatest Hits, Remastered. Like, did uh, those games just not do good enough? Like, was n- I guess Sky- Skyrim kind of fucking transcended Skyrim shit. Skyrim exploded. Like, yeah. Skyrim exploded. Yeah, because I remember there were, there were people that I know who had never touched video games. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I got to play Skyrim. And they would just get baked and play Skyrim. <laughs> like, that's... Because you could do that. It's one of those games where you could just be stoned and just have a good time. I mean, there was a rumor back in February that now that Obsidian and Bethesda are reunited under the Xbox banner, uh, that New Vegas 2 is in early talks or development. So maybe that would be the world that I would want to... Maybe that would be closer to what I want out of a Bethesda game. But then again, like... uh, the Outer Worlds didn't really hit for me, and I thought that was going to be it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should go back and try that sometime. But anyway, uh, I also bought things on Steam that I'm probably never going to play. Uh, I just needed to own them. Um, one of the most, so basically, there's a couple things that like I like. I bought something that I've always intended to play, and that was Nino Kuni: Wrath of the Right White Witch, which is ten was ten dollars. Wrath of the, the White Witch. Wrath of the White Witch. It's the Nino uh, Pony. Nino. <laughs> I'm not gonna. World of Warcraft. So, it's the uh, made by Level Five Games, and uh, it's the uh, Hayao Miyazaki RPG that came out. You know the the dude behind um, Castle in the Sky and uh, Ponyo and. Um, why can't I think of his most spirited away the director of spirited oh. away uh you know it's his studio the studio Ghibli uh RPG that is very pretty I bought it back on PlayStation 3 never played it I've got this really nice strategy guide that they put out with it that I've always wanted to crack open haven't done it so I bought that on Steam Deck so that I can never play it there too um and then I did my annual, like, oh, there's a bunch of Final Fantasy games on sale on a platform that I haven't purchased them on yet. And uh, we were recently talking about Final Fantasy 8 VIII and 9 in our private Discord, so I picked up the the 8 remaster, which is playable on the Steam Deck. I bought Final Fantasy 9, which is not playable on the Steam Deck yet, but I'm hopeful that that'll change at some point in the future. It says that they're working on it. I picked up Final Fantasy X and X-2 because I never finished X and I've always wanted to play X-2. And then uh, I bought Final Fantasy XV because I was like, man, I really enjoyed the remake. 
and I own 15, uh, or no, I can play 15 on like Xbox Game Pass, or I probably could play it for free on PlayStation with my PlayStation Plus bullshit. But why play it there when I could buy it on the Steam Deck and not touch it? So that's what I did. I should just buy Final Fantasy VIII and finish it because I never <laughs> did. I that's... stopped playing it because I was, I was, uh, what was the card game in that triple triad or whatever? Yeah, you fucked up your rules so bad. Yeah, that, like, I fucked up yeah. my rule set and it made me quit the game mm-hmm. entirely. Like I was so mad because the rule set that I picked up was such shit. <laughs> but yeah. I, ha- I, I loved that game. You I know really, it's, it's probably the least favorite out of like anybody's in the whole series, but. It's one I, of my favorites. I also think same. it has like some of the best music of all of mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I, I really want to go back to it, and I was delighted to see that Zach really enjoyed it too, because I feel like most people did not like Final Fantasy VIII. But um, they they didn't like the departure from like the cartoony chibi style characters into this like more realistic. Brooding, I think it, like, I think it was less that like that was some of it, and it was also like. Cloud Strife and Squall Lionheart are both silent protagonists, pretty much, in the sense of, like, you know, they're meant to be your stand-in and your cipher. They're very quiet. Cloud's not as silent, and he's certainly not as silent in the remake, but um, people didn't like that, and people didn't like the whole, like, future thing, you know? Like, Final Fantasy VI, you had, like, the, the, the mech stuff. didn't bother me. It was, Same. what bothered me was, was the, the draw system for magic was kind of a pain in the ass, because you had to, like, pull your spells from enemies to keep them or whatever, just to have them to begin with. Yeah. And that was, like, annoying, because I liked building, like, a, a, a set of actions that I played. Well, the thing, and, the thing that's interesting about that and that I really want to get into and start learning is that like apparently the better way to do all of that is to learn to refine items using the GF abilities to like give you different magic and then there's ways to do to get some of the stuff like super early on so that you're able to craft like a shitload of um like death spells or something and if you like junction death to like stat like if you junction 99 of death to your stats it makes your characters extremely overpowered like you literally you can break the game in the first disc if you if you craft the right spells through that stuff that's crazy. so that's what i want to do i want to completely break that game and then just sail through it and watch the story because the other weird thing about that game is that if you level up a bunch you end up making it harder on yourself which is yeah you know the the weird thing about kind of cool at the time honestly but when we went or not at the time cool that they did it back then but at the time when we were like, oh, this game's hard, you know, like it keeps it yeah. stay, it keeps challenging you, and so it's kind of well, like the, the challenge, especially because like with randomized battles, like you never got to a point where you could just blow through the randomized battles, mm-hmm. and that that made it difficult. That was the pain in the ass part of it. But with so. the remaster, I'm wondering if it has the same stuff that the Final Fantasy VII re-releases have had, where you can like click in the sticks in order to like turn off random encounters or to yeah. like give yourself your limit break or any of that stuff. So I'm curious to see. I kind of want to just sail through that game. I w- I'd like yeah. to do everything, but I want to just kind of like sail through it and just kind of re-experience it because I do I do enjoy it a lot, and I wish I had finished it because I haven't done that before. Um. But yeah, yeah, I'm like going through the Steam sale again. Just like I'm, I've literally filled the cart again. This is bad. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like I think I bought like five thousand hours worth of video games in like I don't know the matter of seventy dollars that I spent, <laughs> and I don't know when I'm ever going to play any of that. But hopefully at some point I'm able to crack into some of those. So 
There's so many games, man. There are. So I was ridiculous. I was very much flirting with buying uh, Divinity, Original Sin 2, or whatever that's called. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, because I know everybody liked that one a lot, and it apparently plays well on the Steam Deck. It's extremely difficult, though. Yeah. So that's and it like, takes a lot of time. Exactly. To, so I don't think it's the right game for you right now, to be honest. Well, I can play Vampire Survivors and also 75 other JRPGs. Um, there's just so many good games. Like, I mean, there's so many good games that are for, that are on sale. Like, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, man. And yeah. then, like, there's all kinds of, like, early access stuff. Like, there's, I don't know if you saw that game. It's, like, V Rising or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a vampire game where you play, like, a vampire lord and, like, it plays like third person Diablo style, but then you also get to create your keep and like build your castle. Like, yeah, so it it's, has, like, it's a survival game as far as I can it looks tell. Sweet. But like, I, I want to play, I don't really like survival games that much, but like, I want to play that, you know, like I just, oh, like, I mean the, the banner that's on the, on this page right here. Oh, this is just some dude's banner, but no, like the character on the fucking cover looks like Kane from legacy. Of Kane. I know so that's, like, that's what drew me to yeah. it. Is I was like, I need to kind of play this cause it looks just like legacy of Kane. They know what it's they're like. Doing. The, it's like a mixture of Kane and Alucard. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the artwork is sick. It's so beautiful and the game just looks cool as shit too. So, but yeah, I like, I mean, I have, I, I literally just put together like a $50 cart on steam. Yeah, that's so stupid. I shouldn't do this, but I'm probably going to. All right. Well, I did actually. I filled up my. Uh, I, f- I filled up the hard drive on the Steam Deck. So oh, nice. I had, to, I had to delete some stuff. Oh, but <laughs> it's impressive how many games I have installed on it. Yeah, you know. I, think, I will I say, think there's, I have like 15 games installed, and most of them are like bigger than, than Vampire Survivors. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't say much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I will say I did hook up a. I did finally. I was able to hook up a USB C hub to the Steam Deck, and I was using it in desktop mode to kind of like fiddle around. And I'm trying to do some of the Epic Game Store stuff, and um, some of, I got some of the games working. Other ones, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but it's it's really interesting. And you know, it's it, I hope they get that actual dock out soon because I think it'd be kind of nice to just be able to like, you know come down here and plop the deck in place, screw around a bunch of things, and then pull it away and use it, that kind of thing. I think it's a pretty... That's a compelling uh, compelling way to use that machine, I think. I just, I wish we knew how to, like, build circuit boards and stuff, like that kind of shit, because mm-hmm. I would totally make... Like, we could design and 3D print a Midwest Game Nerd Steam Deck dock. That'd be sweet. Like, like that's, 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 that's kind of my dream, is to, like brand like game peripherals with mm-hmm. us you know because i think that would be really cool i just, just like i it... wanted to do i wanted to do like gamer loungewear like when you're sitting at home playing video games here's some really <laughs> sweet joggers you can throw on in an oversized t-shirt you know there like, you go <laughs> it's made out of 100 percent polyester it's really soft and it's stain resistant blah 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 because you're gonna get <laughs> cheeto dust and mountain dew on yourself should make some uh mgnp branded uh baby bjorns yeah all kinds of stuff man there you go there you go. Anyways. Yeah. Should we do some news? Yeah, we can talk about some news. All right. I've got a bunch of stuff here. Uh, a lot Did of you which... just pull up everything that we saved? Because I have six links open currently. Yeah, I think so. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I've got seven. I also think I posted most of them. <laughs> you did. I've got seven, and then I opened an extra one. I think there are a couple that I forgot to pin. Um, 
real quick, but uh yeah. So uh I think if we start back with the earliest stuff, we saw that Sucker Punch is hiring for an open world stealth game, likely Ghost of Tsushima too. Um I think that's pretty exciting for us. We enjoy that. Brian, you still haven't gone back to finish or anything yet, right? I know you had right. borrowed mine for a while. But. When I get the itch, what I think I'm going to do is just up my subscription the for PS Plus to right. Extra because mm-hmm. it has that game and it has remastered Spider-Man so I don't have to play in 30 FPS or whatever. <laughs> that's why I haven't I gone back to that 60. game. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, uh, uh, yeah, I I think I more Ghost of Tsushima is a is a good idea, right? We all, oh yeah, we all. Agree I, with I mean, that. it was a great. It was one. Of, it's the it's one of the only games I've ever beaten <laughs> on that short list. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, basically, this is people guessing at what's going on. I I think it's a pretty safe guess of like, hey, our biggest game ever. We're gonna make a sequel, so that's cool. Um, next up, GameStop, uh, GameSpot reporting Xbox Series X and S have outsold PS5 in Japan again. Second time this year that it's happened. Um, the PS5 only managed to sell 3,035 units, uh, and the Xbox Series X sold 3,272. Um, I think the biggest uh, thing here is that Sony's having trouble manufacturing. <laughs> so yeah. that could be a reason why there are not as many sold as the Xbox, but also maybe Microsoft is finally making a compelling uh, argument. You know? the um, I think the Game Pass is selling it, man. Well, and I don't know how functional Game Pass is in Japan. I'd be curious to know how it is in other regions and that kind of thing. But I think um, the... Uh, one of the announcements that was at the showcase was like Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming to Game Pass. And so, you know, they're still trying to make headway in Japan, I think. And, uh, and you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a surprise, you know. A lot of video games being played in Japan. But the weird thing is that I feel like console sales are pretty low anyways in Japan. Um... You get a lot more people playing mobile stuff and and maybe some PC stuff, but it's interesting. I guess we'll see if that continues to be a trend. But um, yeah, cool. Hell yeah! Polygon reporting from Software's next game is in the final stages of development, and Elden Ring updates are coming. Uh, Miyazaki, the director of uh, Elden Ring, hinted at some new stuff in an interview, um, including, you know, I think the thing here that we had talked about previously, a new Armored Core game, likely coming, um, not confirmed as of yet, but um, yeah, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's any Elden Ring DLC, right? That I'm, game I sold a lot. I'm ready for it. Um, I think it would really yeah, me into playing the game again. It says to, I had it, to put it down. Yeah, the article says here, Miyazaki also said that more Elden Ring updates are planned, but it's unclear whether he means additional content. From Software has not announced any sort of expansion yet or balance changes and fixes for its open world RPG. 
The developers Dark Souls series and Bloodborne saw substantial post-release content additions in the form of new expansions, but the more recent title, Sekiro, received a much smaller update in 2020. From Software updated its samurai action game with a boss rush mode, new costumes, and brief recordings of gameplay called Remnants. So, um, curious to see what they'll do. And, uh, thanks for buying me a 69 cent game, John. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. I appreciate it. (laughs) It's it looked wait. fun. Can't wait to all not play together. <laughs> no, I'm going to send it to Ricky, and then Ricky's going to make all of us play it. There you go. Because I bought the four-pack. It was like $2. Uh, all right. So next up, GamesRadar reporting. Final Fantasy 16 doesn't have any American voice acting because of angry Americans. <laughs> uh, Yoshi P., the uh, director of the game said in a recent interview quote even though the script is written in english we made sure not to include any american accents we decided to do this to prevent americans from playing the game and getting mad and saying something like i was looking forward to playing a game set in medieval fantasy medieval europe but why are they speaking american english to prevent this we made sure that all the dialogue was recorded using british english (laughs) i just think that's funny Yeah, in the past, Final Fantasy, this is the Games Radar article. In the past, Final Fantasy characters have spoken in a variety of different accents. Titus from Final Fantasy X, Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, and most recently Cloud from Final Fantasy Remake, just to name a few notable examples. Still, with Final Fantasy XVI bringing to life a distinctly European setting, it's understandable to have European talent voicing the characters for the English version. Um, no, that's cool. I don't know. I'm very curious to see where I come down on Final Fantasy 16 and if I want to give it a try or if I will just, you know, be too busy to pour any time into something with a lot of proper nouns in it. But I don't know, man. I'm like, I want to play 16, but I feel like I'm still not completely sold by the battle system Mm -hmm. because I'm assuming it's taking on similar to what they did with 7 and 15, like more action oriented. And like, I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, Plus, I was just reading somewhere, too, that they're adding like large scale monsters or something like that. Or like that's the whole like they want to have large scale monsters in in 16. And it's just like, okay, so you're going to add like more Dark Soulsy kind of big ass monster types or what? I think it was meant to be more like, because the trailer that they most recently showed in the PlayStation 5 state of play from a couple weeks ago um, showed a lot of uh, the summons being basically like, I think you some of the battle stuff, you take control of the summon and you are like fighting kind of like a kaiju-ish yeah. battle with the summons. So like you summon Ifrit and you're fighting against these massive monsters, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly well, how that, it will work. There was like a meme going around for a minute where um, the director of Dragon's Dogma was like, uh, you know, if you're going to have big monsters in a game, like you have to make them climbable. And like, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, that's definitely like something about how like you don't want to just stand there and smack their feet with your sword. Like, and I feel like that's something I'd like to see more of, too. You know, that's like whatever uh, Shadow of the Colossus style kind of shit. Yeah. Where, like, if you're going to have big monsters, like, make them more interactive than just, like, like you know, dodging their stomping feet and attacking their toes. Like, which is something I think in a Final Fantasy game, like, I would hope they would add that sort of element to larger monsters. But maybe they won't. Maybe it is, like you said, a kaiju situation where, like, you take control of 
of the summon spell, and then you can see like your own little characters down at the bottom hacking at their toes or something. Yeah, you know? I, I don't guess know. it's. I guess that's like realistic. Like in all re- reality, like are you gonna like climb a giant monster? Probably not. Like no, but if you know. would summon in, it's interesting. So I don't know if you saw this. Let me see if I can share my screen here for you guys. Um, hopefully this doesn't break everything. But uh, if you watch like this trailer that came out, you can see. Like it's it looks like a fighting game when they pop up like these massive monsters versus your like summon where they have these oh, huge yeah. life bars at the top and it's, I mean it looks extremely cinematic still so I don't really know that this is like final gameplay the game's not supposed to be out till next year anyway but um yeah it's pretty crazy yeah no I think it looks cool but I don't know what it means and how it plays <laughs> so but I, I remember watching trailers for like um. I remember watching trailers for Final Fantasy 13 and being like, I don't know that there's a video game in here anymore. This just looks like a movie, and that wasn't the case. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll have to see what I mean, they do with it. It is absolutely stunning looking. I mean, yeah, it, it does look very incredible. good. But, uh, yeah. So, that's it for uh, Final Fantasy 16. A couple yep. more stories here. Uh, Eurogamer reporting stellar turn-based strategy into the breach, getting free advanced edition update in July. That's and cool. Coming to iOS and Android via Netflix. This is four years later, coming out July nineteenth. Um, gonna, this update is going to be free to all existing owners on Switch, Mac, Mac, and PC. Includes new squads, weapons, pilots, enemies, bosses, missions, and music. And then there's also a more difficulty mode and support for seven new languages. Um, but yeah, more importantly, if you have a, a Netflix uh, subscription, you'll be able to like tick over into a game section of the app and just play into the be- breach through that. Into the beach. Into the beach. Can't wait to play that with my TV remote. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works. I, I think it's more. That's it's through iOS and Android, so it's. And my it, understanding is I think it does da- it's not a streaming game it does download it onto your phone I think. So I feel like it would work fine though streaming. That's also, true. Also I think it would work fine with a TV remote. Like the controls know, for that Some game that, are not that complicated. That in- infrared input lag might be a little tough but it's a turn-based <laughs> game. Wasn't it timed? No. No, I don't think so. I thought there was a time element too Mm-mm. to the rounds. There's so. a there's a limited amount of turns is what the timer is. Mm. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. I loved that game. I that still was a love great it. Game. I yeah, would definitely. I do want to go back to it. I actually, I don't think I ever finished a run because I would always get screwed by RNG. But I did unlock a lot of the extra extra um, Vehicles, squads whatever stuff. squads, yeah. yeah, that you could con- control, and it's it's really fun to mix and match the unit types in that game. Yeah, I played the shit out of that when it when it came out on Switch. Yeah, I think I only beat it like I did one run, and like I I finished a run, and then I was like, I should play more of this, and then I never did. Um, once again, <laughs> podcast life of like, okay, right. move on, play new stuff. But yeah, it's a great game, and hopefully people check it out and it's cool that they're adding a bunch of free stuff to it basically like the fact that they made more content and 
I'm just going to put it in there for people who already oh, that own it. Net, that Netflix money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Um, this is a story that I posted. Diehard Nintendo fans spent over $40,000 buying stock and then asked top executives why the company won't make more of a fan favorite series. This is from in businessinsider.com. Uh, so basically, uh, this fan really wants a new F zero and, um, (laughs) he basically asked Shintaro Furukawa, the president of Nintendo, whether they've considered making some of like relaunching or making new entries in some of their fan favorite game franchises, specifically F zero. I'm just throwing um, this out there. Like it only takes a hundred shares to get a seat at the table at the shareholder meeting. Like it's not a what? seat at the table necessarily. Like it's like when you get a shareholder call, like anybody who like yeah makes it through that threshold can ask a question. I don't know. It's after buying one unit of stock, a hundred shares, he got the opportunity to attend the shareholder meeting, but he said it wasn't guaranteed that he'd be able to ask a question. That was just a bonus. Yeah. Nintendo representative confirmed that someone needed to buy a hundred or more shares of stock to access the shareholder meeting. Still, like that's, I want access to that. I want to tell yeah. Nintendo what's on my mind. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the response that he that he got was um, the from the managing executive officer said we are always considering how to develop new titles and remakes that can be enjoyed by many players. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I would be like, Nintendo, why aren't you doing this? And F Zero is on that list, you know. Um, new Golden like, Sun games. Like, there's there's so many different things that I feel like. I feel would, like F Zero one could be like a total cosmetic whale for them. Like, they could just like rake in money by ha- like you can create your own character and deck them out with cool cybery looking suits, and you can have a cool racer that you can update and put different decals on and this and that and you know it could it like i feel like that's it would be a total like no-brainer but yeah i mean the thing is is like they do so well with mario kart and maybe they're like why should we bother doing this but like i think it's a different kind of game and i think if they did make it some sort of like weird microtransaction like on the level of a forza type game they'd probably attract a different sector of people that kind of don't care about um Mario Kart, but maybe there just aren't that many people in the Nintendo fan base that they Mm -hmm. think. So. But that's fun that somebody just bought a bunch of stocks so they could ask that question. Uh, A couple more things here real quick. John, I think you posted this one. There's a modder that is making $20,000 a month bringing the biggest games to VR. Uh, This is from The Verge. We didn't pin that one in the Discord, did we? I don't think so. Uh, Luke Ross is doing what most game publishers don't. Um, And yeah, so he basically has released free mods for things like Grand Theft Auto V, Elden Ring, Red Dead Redemption 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, to run them in VR headsets uh, instead of just on a traditional monitor. And he has a Patreon where people can sign up for $10 a month. And he's making yeah, twenty grand. That's what he's doing. Twenty grand a month to do that. That's awesome. But uh that's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how in depth some of these mods actually are. Like I don't well, know if you're that's actually the thing is like I like I don't swing in your sword. Yeah, I don't remember which one I was reading about, but he was saying how like you you know, the the article uh 
author had said that they tried out the Elden Ring one, I think, and mm-hmm. like, um, you know, after like forty seconds, he had to like take the headset off because it was gonna make him puke or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, and and like it's all a matter of like, you know, what this dude is doing is is modding it to the point where like he's trying to find that that stable refresh rate and everything that like makes it so you don't feel like you want to puke when you play it, and then it's a matter of I I mean I would assume you're still playing it with a controller maybe i don't know like i think so i think so and and i don't know how you would play elden ring like with a free swinging sword or anything like that i feel like it wouldn't quite be the same there's a video in the in the verge article of a streamer playing elden ring and uh with an oculus headset and i think he's just it looks like an oculus and i think he's just using a controller but yeah with all the rolling around and stuff that he has to do it's kind of like i don't (laughs) (laughs) I would be I would have been puking long ago regardless of frame rate. <laughs> but it's yep. weird to get this perspective on the game, to see it in first person and Yeah. You know, watching the HUD elements around. It's crazy. It's probably incredible to look at through a VR headset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would assume most modern games like you know, like they said, Horizon's probably amazing to look at. Like when you walk up to one of those giant like fucking Brontosaurus types. Yeah, the yeah. long necks. And you're able Tomic. to like look up and like there's that scale, you know, see their the robotic nuts. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Robotic nuts. Yeah. Michael Bay would be proud. Um, yep. I mean, that's why they're making a Horizon VR game for PSVR 2, I'm sure. So, yeah. One of the one of the things that they want to do. But no, that's awesome that there's a dude who can just do this and you know, is working on this and then people are supporting it. That's one of the cool things about Patreon. So, and then, uh, finally there was a Nintendo direct mini. I'm not going to go through everything here, but I did want to highlight a couple things. Uh, they showed off a little bit more of the new Mario plus rabbits game, which looks like they've kind of changed the way that some of the battling works, but not like majorly. Um, and it looks pretty good. Um, the Persona games are also going to come to Switch, which people have been clamoring for Persona 5 for a long time, so it's cool that that's finally happening. Um, and then one of the things that I was pretty happy to see is that they're going to bring a Mega Man Battle Network Legacy collection to the Switch. Um, probably to other platforms too, because I think all of those games have come out, but these were GBA games that came out, and eventually they started doing, like, the Pokemon blue and red thing with it. So there's, I think, ten of them total. Um, but it was this weird, like, a turn-based card Mega Man game that came out on the Game Boy Advance. And I enjoyed it a lot. I only played the first one, so I'd love to go back and check out the second and the third and a few of the others. But um, hmm. awesome that... They're bringing all that stuff together. I like that Capcom actually kind of cares about its previous games and likes to bring them forward in a way that makes it easier for people to play them. Um, that's pretty cool. So Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for news today. Cool. Um, yeah. We don't have a game review. Nope. We don't play. Well, video maybe games. we'll we'll review the game I just bought for everybody next time, because it was yes. sixty nine cents. <laughs> yes, I didn't buy it because it was sixty nine cents. It actually looks kind of cool. It turned out to be sixty nine. It's called Hero Siege. For those who want to know, did did you and, pick up um, the Rising or no? 
Uh, what did I just buy? Yeah, I bought <laughs> V Rising. Um, hold on a second. Let me go back. Here we go. Um, oh my god. I'm browsing right uh, now. V Rising, Valheim, Hero Siege, Grim Dawn, and Final Fantasy VIII were what I just bought. It was forty five nice. bucks for all of those. And the Hero Siege was a four pack. So yeah. I mean I'll talk about V Rising next time. I do really want to play that. I want to play all of these actually, like really bad. Cool. Ten minutes of each and then I'm done. Peace. There you go. <laughs> the Midwest Gamers promise. Yep. Oh, right. anyways um, yeah if you want to follow us on social media or see the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links the Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon the Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network you can subscribe for as little as $1 a month to help keep our shows alive and well check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon again we are going to take a hiatus for the month of August we're going to finish out July here uh, so if any patrons don't want to continue with the Patreon for August we totally get it um i hope you do again, stick around to support please do West stick around. fm yeah, it, and it supports all of the shows in the book. network it's not just game nerds you know we're thankful for all the support that we have from everybody um so whatever whatever you want to do it's up to you your call but we just wanted to make sure you knew what our plan was in case you wanted to you know you know adjust accordingly for a month or two yeah. or whatever anyways thanks again to jsk Tom Z, chris k alan k dave Steele, and Corey z for the contributions uh, again, stay tuned for the side quests. They come out on off weeks for anybody who isn't a patron. If you are a patron, you get it right after the main episode. Uh, and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, yeah, in terms of feedback, again, if you are listening to this and you like the format of the show, tell us. If you think we could format it differently, tell us that too. If you hate it all together, just tell us that. We love feedback. We like to hear from everybody. We like to know what's going on. The benefit to the Patreon is that we also have a Discord where we kind of get active feedback from our listeners uh, who are there, and we appreciate everybody who's in that that uh, Discord. So uh, feel free to you know send us what you think you would like to hear or don't want to hear any further moving forward on the Midwest Gamers Podcast. That being said, we will see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>